is the CBC bias? Is it important? Is it necessary? For conservatives, this may seem like an obvious question, but are they right? In this episode, I want to go into why we have a national broadcaster at all, whether it's doing its job, and whether we should get rid of it altogether. And before we start, I am very aware that I am sitting on the floor like a child, but it would have been a crime to show you the rest of my room. It's just a wreck. And I thought that a white background was too creepy, but also I'm realizing that it looks like I'm trying to show off my bookcase, and this is an insanely small amount of books. I just didn't know where to film. Anyways, I'm Sam, and this is Chicks and Balances. So let's start with the briefest history, shall we? In 1929, the Aired Commission on Public Broadcasting recommended the creation of a national radio broadcast network. A major concern within the federal government was the growing influence of American broadcasting as U.S.-based networks began to expand into Canada. So, in 1936, the CBC was created as a radio broadcast service as a result of the first-ever Broadcasting Act. Two years later, the CBC expanded to more rural parts of the country, offering economic news, cultural news, Canadian news, to more remote parts of the country with scarce services. For nearly three decades, the CBC was the sole broadcaster in Canada. In fact, it actually regulated all the broadcasting within Canada, giving it a monopoly over the airwaves, which is probably why there's still that hint of je ne sais quoi, uh, authoritarianness, an entitlement to the CBC. From its inception, the CBC was meant to convey Canadian culture and be a true force for national unity, which is quite laughable considering what a partisan issue this has clearly become. But this mandate enshrined in the Broadcasting Act, which goes from entertaining Canadians to promoting multiculturalism and everything in between, is something that, let's call them CBC sympathizers, still say is true today, that Canadians really need the CBC. But do they? In 2019, the CBC's audience dropped by 25% compared to the previous year. And this was already at an all-time viewership low. Just to illustrate how small this audience really is, across 27 stations from coast to coast, the CBC averages at 329,000 listeners out of 38 million Canadians. CTV and Global outperform the CBC time and time again without taxpayer subsidy, and, and they outspend the CBC in terms of creating Canadian content. We spend $1.2 billion to moderately inform and seldomly entertain 300,000 people. So with abysmal numbers like these, I am finding it increasingly hard to believe this position that they are a public utility worth the investment. But in spite of this constant slew of self-glorification, the CBC still had the audacity to go to the CRTC, which is the Canadian Broadcasting Bureaucracy, and request that the threshold, so all these big broadcasters, they have thresholds of how much Canadian content has to be on their, on their channels or, or, or radio waves or whatever, and they went and they requested that their threshold of obligatory Canadian content be lowered because of declining viewers and instead insert more American content on the CBC because they were losing money from advertising. This is shameless. And it's especially shameless considering that 
CBC sympathizers and undoubtedly employees of the CBC all peddled for Bill C-10 to pass. And as we know, Bill C-10 is the bill that would put uh, mandatory minimums on enterprises like Spotify and YouTube towards Canadian content. No one else sees the hypocrisy here. The double kicker is that the CBC is detrimental to other Canadian news sources, namely those that have to compete directly with the broadcaster. Because unlike most news organizations and organizations in general, the CBC is free, even though you couldn't pay me enough to watch their programs. Has anyone seen 22 Minutes? That show is so unfunny. You would have to hook me up in like a clockwork orange setup for me to watch an entire episode because I, I cannot get through it. But yeah, so the CBC is free and have bottomless resources thanks to the state-mandated generosity of taxpayers. Okay, so I'm sorry if you guys are seeing this in the corner. Uh, my ingenuity, uh, I need to properly light myself, and I decided that this was the best way to do it. It's not the best way. Certainly, it's not the best way. It's the cheapest way. The government can learn something from me. Works like a charm. Just a bit embarrassing. That's all. And not to mention that the CBC participates in this cute little thing called predatory pricing, which is when you move into a new market, artificially lower all of your prices, and run your competition out of business. Splendid. And they're currently doing that with digital media right now because that's really the market that they're trying to corner. I mean, they for sure won't, but that's what they're trying to do. So they will have to compete for eyeballs, as we all are, uh, without having to turn a profit, being accountable to shareholders or anyone really, and have the very reliable backing of taxpayer dollars. What could be better? I'm starting to think that maybe I should stop saying all these negative things about the CBC because it seems like a very sweet gig that I might need one day. So the CBC's raison d'être is to fill in gaps of need that the private sector will not and cannot fill. These are things like long investigative pieces, um, reporting from remote parts of the country, and very large and expensive projects that not one single person will watch but is very important somehow. But what the CBC also does as like a nice cherry on top is undercut its competitors in the media space. And they do this by basically copying the models of private sector organizations, but are backed by taxpayer dollars. And some may say, to put it gently, that they are intentionally sabotaging alternative and independent news. Okay, so now we know that the CBC is a nefarious and poorly run state news organization. But is it bias? So bias is just a difficult thing to point out clearly, especially in Canada, because I actually don't think that our news organizations are as partisan as American news organizations. And so I think this is where conservatives kind of lose sympathizers, right? When conservatives want to scream about biases, they have to have concrete examples of biases. But there's no clear instance of the CBC saying, I love Justin Trudeau and I detest Andrew Scheer. It's not that flagrant. The bias really emanates from what stories they're willing to tell and whose perspectives they'll give a lot of time and meaning to. And this is something that I've actually seen all over Canadian media, the headlines like, advocates are outraged about X. That's 
that's not a story. What they do, and I've noticed this a lot, but you know, journalists are left-leaning. And so if I'm an emboldened journalist and I'm outraged over, I don't know, say Justin Trudeau's G7 performance, I can find a group of people that are outraged over his you know, performance. Performance is actually the perfect word. Performance at the G7. And I can just write an article and the headline will be advocates outraged at Justin Trudeau's performance. Anybody could be an advocate. This is not a story. Like, can this stop? But you just kind of proliferate the views that you want to hear on your service. It makes things like advocates calling for the toppling of John A. McDonald's statue as something that like, like everybody wants. No, these are like 20 people in a group who tweeted and then you're reporting it as advocates say X. It's the most infuriating thing and every time I see it, I wanna scream. Anyways, but relying on my own consumption of the CBC to identify biases, the only CBC content I actually consume is FrontBurner, which is a daily CBC podcast. And again, the bias isn't explicit, so it's hard to it's hard to accuse her of being, you know, a left-wing vessel. But like having listened to it for a year, I'd say, it's very clear that the producers and the host are very sympathetic to ideas like the Green New Deal, divestment from oil sands, even modern monetary fund. You can tell in the style of interview, there's no, there's never any pushback. There's always a lot of, hmm, yeah, oh, wow. Mm. You know, you can just, it, and it kind of makes you want to go a bit crazy because you know that there's a bias, but it's in such subtle and small doses all the time that you think you're going like, like, am I actually hearing this? You are. And so very recently, she interviewed Aaron O'Toole about, well, about his policies, but really spent a lot of the time admonishing him a bit, asking him questions like, oh, what do you think Derek Sloan was thinking about when he made this racist comment? And Aaron O'Toole, very dignified, kind of responded, but was like, bro, why are you asking me this? And then she asked him by the end, you know, why don't young women like you? I would be shocked if she spoke to Jagmeet Singh this way. I'm not saying that she shouldn't have grilled him, but you gotta grill all of them like this. And I can't imagine any interview going on in the CBC where they were so irreverent. It, it was just really astonishing. I, I recommend you all hear it for yourselves, but in that episode, the bias really came out. Like she couldn't, she couldn't hold it in anymore. And another instance of bias is of course, when the CBC literally sued the conservative party for using clips of the debates in ads. Not only that, but the two plaintiffs on the case were Rosemary Barton and some other newscaster that I don't remember his name um, against the conservative party of Canada. If you're trying to keep this veil of objectivity, but your most prominent news reporter is suing the Conservative Party of Canada, like, come on. But the fact that they went out of their way to sue the Conservative Party over what I'm sure lawyers must have told them was a losing case, over clips that were pretty innocuous, not to mention we paid for it. So I don't know why a any political party wouldn't be able to use the footage. It's not yours, it's ours. Journalists are the ones who are supposed to be asking you questions, describing you things, exposing the unseen and explaining the misunderstood. And most importantly, they're supposed to report 
on the world and the happenings in this world in a faithful way. Not representing the world as they believe it to be or the world as they wish it to be. If your purpose for writing anything is, I don't know, to give voices to the marginalized communities, well, you're not objective because you're, you've already presumed your conclusion, right? If I wake up in the morning and I know that Canada is racist and I'm going to write an expose on how Canada is racist, well, I've, the, the piece is already written. I'm going to find actors who are going to reinforce my conclusion that I've already had in mind before I've put pen to paper. This is wrong. Nowadays, it seems like journalists are just activists. They insert themselves into movements that they're supposed to observe. It's like if I call myself a journalist. Obviously, I'm not a journalist. Obviously, I'm biased and I've exposed my biases here one too many times, probably. And one way to, you know, curtail this problem within the CBC and, you know, Canadian broadcasting writ large is to stop hiring simply like women who graduated from liberal arts colleges. Hire people from the prairies, from the territories, people with no formal education. You know, there are ways that you can truly diversify your, your newsrooms that doesn't, that doesn't require a color palette. Peter Mansbridge himself, like the king of CBC, came out and said that even though he didn't believe that the CBC had a political bias, and I don't think from watching his interviews, he doesn't seem like he had a political bias, but there's definitely a Toronto bias. All of these reporters, or at least the majority of them, live downtown Toronto, so they write stories based on, you know, what they think is important as a young urban person and are completely disconnected with the rest of the country. So what do you guys think? Do you think the CBC can be exercised of its bias or is it just the name of the game, man? If you have a state-run enterprise, obviously a conservative government isn't going to be ideal for you, especially one that proposes cuts. I mean, it's just it's kind of the nature of the dynamic. But I'd love to hear what you guys think. Also, of my background. A lot of colors going on. I'm not sure if that's distracting. And please comment down below your favorite seat. Oh my god. My dog really wants to come in. <laughs> Hello! Do you want to say hi? This is Mickey. Oh, this is Mickey. Barking during my episode makes life very difficult for me. Come on. Okay, leave. Unless you have something to share. Do you think the CBC is biased? Do you think the CBC is biased? Anyways, thank you guys so much for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. And please support the post-millennial and all the work we do here to bring you different perspectives, um, not downtown Toronto perspectives at least, um, by donating, buying some merch, you know, subscribing. Anything you can do really helps us out. And I will see you next week.